welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. I'm kind of arguing with the Holy Spirit almost for the past five minutes because I didn't want to interrupt, but take a seat. He wants me to say something. And I understand that the why he wants me to do this because he's really teaching us about what we're doing right now because in congregations across this nation sadly what you will find right now in times of worship are people are coming to get something they're coming to receive so that doesn't sound bad let's have a look at what actually happens why we actually worship just a part of it this is what God was doing just now it's what God is still doing even as I'm talking because worship isn't just singing but there is something very unique when the body worship together that the Lord would show to us now and I pray that by his grace that spirit of wisdom and revelation would be in operation you would get something just fresh. God has been outlining as we've gone through Ephesians. He showed us of how we are sat in heavenly places, a chosen people. There's been a great richness in that. The outpouring of his spirit, the, the teaching on worship. For some of you will have heard that. For some of you, maybe you haven't heard that. It was information perhaps we knew and yet God is saying it's not just what you know there's something new here and last week we should we saw that what ha- what what God was calling us to and uh, if you like was the whole thing we outlined that we are one in Christ the Jew and the Gentile being brought together as one And therefore, in Christ, we are also reconciled to God. But seeing that it's not just about being reconciled to God. Because if you are to be reconciled with God, you have to be reconciled with those around you. Because this is the body. And then from that body, we have this ministry of reconciliation. And I don't have time to to go over that again, but... It's from that reconciliation that there is peace in the body. And the shalom of God is what releases the healing and the security and the happiness and the joy. And God then outlines there in Ephesians, Paul writing, but it's God of course, that as we go forward together as a people in Christ, learning how to do that because we are made holy yet we're learning to be holy we are reconciled yet we're learning to be reconciled as we do that together Paul comes out with this beautiful verse for through him that's Jesus for through Jesus we have access to the Father by one spirit coming into that most intimate place with the Trinity 
And that's where we got to last week. And flowing straight out of that, Paul writes that consequently, you're no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people. There's this huge emphasis in Ephesians, together, together, together. We live in a day when the culture of individualism is rapid, rabid, one of those. It's all about me, what I want, what I can achieve. And yet God has called a people. It's not that individuals aren't important. We all have to respond to God, acknowledge him as our Lord and Savior. But actually he then, as we do that, we are placed within the body of Christ. That great testimony that Robin was sharing last week of the body and how they'd come and helped him and Jean. <laughs> if you're listening on the internet, Robin is going, Woohoo! <laughs> um, we're not strangers, but built on the apostles or the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Jesus as the cornerstone. And this is the bit, really. In him, in Jesus Christ, the whole building is joined together. See, if we're not joined together, we're just a pile of stones. When the stones come together, and of course, we're talking about when Paul is writing, they're not using mortar, so for the stones to be built together, they have to be shaped, and the odd bit's knocked off. Anybody feel like they've had a few odd bits knocked off? So that they can fit together and rise as a beautiful building. Join together and rises this building to become a holy temple in the Lord. This is God's temple. This is the importance of when we are all standing together. When Paul writes, do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple and that his spirit lives in you? That is true of Ron. But Paul is really addressing the body. And when we worship together as we're doing, it's not, oh, I'm going to get something from God. It's a sad thing, really, when we think, what did I get out of the meeting? Because actually we come to serve him, the Lord. We come to worship, literally prostrate ourselves before God. Now, of course, as you give, you will receive far, far greater. So it's still true. But our purpose of worship is to gather together, and together we're building the temple. There was an old chorus that used to um, say, and as we worship, we're building a throne. Actually, technically, it wasn't really correct because as we worship, we're building the temple. Because God doesn't come and sit on top of us. He comes and inhabits us. He comes and lives within us. It's The word used for building is oikonomos. It means to be built up, to be edified. Together, we build the temple, it means we are edified together. We become stronger. People wonder why they don't see more of what they think God should be doing, or they see God doing in the Old 
and New Testament. It's because God inhabits his temple. And his temple has to be more than lots of stones. It has to be people who are fitted together. And in worship, we are fitted together. It's the God encounters, really, that change our lives. You can have counseling for 20 years, but you can have a God encounter of two minutes that does 20 years' worth of counseling. I'm not decrying counseling. In the same way, I believe in medicine. But I do believe in miracles. But I know there's more miracles and more healing when the temple is built. But it's tough. It's getting knocked off. It is tough to be a people, especially in a world that's almost going in the wrong direction. It's kind of a contradiction because in the middle of that cult of um, individualism, as it's called, there is a cry for community. We are the people to answer that cry. And it's in places of worship that that can be established between us if we know what we're doing. We just think we're there to get something from God or even just to have a great time in God. Even just there, I'm here to worship you, Lord. Because it's actually we are here to worship you, Lord. We were looking at how so many songs, and there's a, there's a, it depends where you are at the time, but there are so many songs that sing, I worship you, I praise you, I come before you. And there's a rightness in that because we've got to respond. Sometimes we have to concentrate the we. Because it is the body that is the fullness of Christ. It's how the temple, us, is being built in the Lord. What does it say that it's for? And in him, you too are being built together. You as well, not you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. The word for dwelling there means a settlement, a home. This is God's home. We, these people, we're God's home. Not just me, us. Not just you, us being built that's why it's a nonsense when people think it's not important for there to be a gathering there's always been a gathering it's great to do things in coffee shops people are meeting in church in coffee shops great, we happen to have brought the coffee shop into the church but it's great to do these kind of adventurous things but there still has to be a gathering of God's people to seek the Lord together to encounter the Lord together, to worship the Lord together. One tiny little bit finished. Here in this dwelling place, here is Paul writing to the Corinthians. What shall we say then, brothers and sisters? When you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction. Now that's interesting because this time Paul is not saying the body has a word of instruction. He emphasises in the Greek, it's hard to catch it perhaps in the English, every 
one as an individual separately, is what it says in the Greek, by the way it uses, the words that it uses. So having just told you we were hearing it together, here Paul starts to say, every one of you, individually, separately, when you come together, has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation or a song or a tongue or an interpretation. The list is not exhaustive, it's just giving a few examples. Every person in the room, each one of us, has something to bring to the gathering. That doesn't mean everybody's going to come and speak on the microphone, though it might mean a few more do. But there's no such thing as John's just come to sit on a blue chair today. John's here because God has called him and chosen him to be part of this body of Christ. And when he comes, he has a word or a tongue or a prophecy as an individual person to bring. Why? Let's look, because this is really key for what God is doing amongst us. All of this, all the things he's just mentioned, must be done for the strengthening of the church. Now, the link between what I just said and there is not obvious in English, but the word strengthening is exactly the same word as in Ephesians, that's building, it's oikonomos again. Edification, the building up of. So everyone, every individual in the corporate gathering has something that will build the church. This idea of lone Christians just doing things or just, oh, let's just have a nice little group of two or three of us and have a lovely little sweet time in the Lord. It's rubbish. I should really said something rude then, sorry. It's obviously how I feel about it. <laughs> that would have sent a few uh, scanners going. Um, it's just not right. You can have times of prayer of two or three, but there has to be gathering. Paul constantly addresses the body and the gathering. It's a modern trendy thing to think, we, well, let's have a prayer with the coffee, we'll preach the gospel, half an hour, and we'll go down the beach or whatever. Yeah, do that, but not when it's the gathering. The gathering, the assembly of God's people, is emphasized again and again and again. Because it builds us up. And it is a place that God inhabits. I'm sure that many of you, as we were worshipping just now, experienced, felt the presence of God. And that's right, we should. We don't particularly seek experiences, but we are supposed to have experiences. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is an experience. The Word is knowledge and understanding, which is why God talks of by my word and by my spirit, by what you know, by what you understand, by what you read, and by what you experience as my Holy Spirit breathes on you. Every now and again, he reminds people of this by when people fall over or roll on floors or strange things happen. He's just reminding them, yeah, yeah, things are supposed to happen when I'm around. Those kind of things don't have to happen, but they do. A lady on Friday night at Hollybush came up to me after, we, after the meeting. And the presence of God fell powerfully in a time of prophetic worship there. 
And she said to me, when you were here last time, she said, and it was a night when there were a lot of people coming forward. You know, God just does that sometimes. I was ministering in that way. And there was a great presence of God. And she said, I wanted to tell you what was wrong with me. I was coming forward to tell you what was wrong with me. And if I'm sure many of you know, you see me ministering. Actually, usually, that's what I would do anyway. I'm quite slow. I talk to people. But this particular night, certainly with this particular lady, though if I remember rightly, it was the same with many. As she came forward, ready to give me what she needed from God, she said, you reached out and you just touched me. And she said, I fell on the floor with a thump. And I was rolling around in amongst the chairs, causing trouble, laughing. She said, what I hadn't been able to tell you was that for six months I had an extremely bad back. And I was in tremendous pain. And she said, after I stopped laughing and rolling around on the floor, I noticed I no longer had any pain. And I haven't had since. That was not the expected medical diagnosis. In worship, these things happen because it's the presence of God. And we know how the enemy's spoken, not the enemy, that God has told us about the enemy as stealing from us five particular things he gave us people being saved healings miracles the promises I can't remember the other one now sorry oh finances yeah I cut that off I received the spirit of wisdom and revelation there is a connection there's a connection that's horizontal as we grow as the people of God worshipping together the spirit of God inhabits that temple he dwells there he's at home as that Holy Spirit comes increasingly to a people that are welcoming him you see more of what God does it's the faith begins to rise So, as Paul says, when you come together, when you assemble, when you gather, there's a role for every individual. I mean, it might be this morning that Olive does come and says something over the microphone. She's done many times. Or it might be that she just has an encouraging word for Pete. It might not be something that feels like, this is of the Lord. Peter Norman, says Olive. She's got a very deep voice. I have a word from the Lord for you. Thus saith the Lord, O Peter of the Normans. <laughs> no, that'd be weird. However much she feels it's from God, if it is something she has specific, she might just say, I think this is what God's saying to me for you. But it may be that she just says something that Pete Lee's encouraged, built up, edified. She might not even know. 
I didn't know that lady got healed that night. I just touched her at one point. Who knows who you might just touch? Who's healed in all kinds of ways? And you don't even know. But as we come to this building, it's with that sense of, I come with something because every person, every individual comes some, with something for the gathering. Maybe you're just prophesying the worship. Maybe you'll speak something out with faith during the worship that nobody else hears but God. Maybe this is the morning and you have to come down the front and say, I think I might have something from God. Can I share it? They're going to worship for about 10 minutes and then we'll be finished. Apart from some important things we need to say before we all go so don't rush off let's just spend some time worshipping him in the spirit kind of a practical from what we've just heard the dwelling in which God lives by his spirit but Let's take this microphone and we'll place it up here just on top of my Bible. It'll be a good place so it doesn't roll off. The lovely people at the back will control it for you. You don't have to worry. They're good, so they they catch it, so you should be able to put it down without it going crash. But they'll make sure it's on by the time you talk. And... As we've just said, each one of us, as we worship, why don't just a few just come and say something? It might be three words. It might be one sentence. In fact, I would say, please don't come and preach or tell us a story. Just bring something that you think God is saying to us as a people right now. In that 10 minute of worship, The band will watch you. The guys at the back will watch to make sure it all happens. You don't need to worry about it. You just have to pick this up, which I know for some can be a scary thing. And since we're being practical, you hold it here. You speak into the end. And it will work a lot better. If you do this, they get really fed up at the back, trying to get you loud enough. And you can sound a bit peculiar. And then people say, oh, we sound a bit funny on a microphone. Hold it like this then, and you'll sound a lot nicer. Hallelujah. Let's do that. And then we'll have an offering. And then we will. I'll give you some notices and we will finish. Let's worship him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. just thought God said to me was you need us as much as we need you and and you and Kate we I just guys I just want these two beautiful people to know that we're here for them 
and we just love them, don't we? Amen. Boy, do we love these guys. And we guys, you, we're, we're here for you because we know that you're here for us. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love, and kindness, trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Come on, let's serve these people up. I know it's a bit nerve-wracking. The worst thing you can do is accidentally say your shopping list. (laughs) It really doesn't matter if you get it wrong. Get it wrong rather than not say anything. speaking earlier about um, coming together as the body I was reminded of a picture I'd had about a year ago at the Wednesday prayer group um, that um, it was of of, um, one of those Peruvian buildings with the um, trapezoidal blocks that uh, they can withstand earthquakes and um, at the time I got a word about the body was like that, that we all link together we all fit together and um, uh, he's just said to me now that, that that word's for now as well. But we're, we're also a bit more like dry stone walls where, where the, the blocks are more irregular. And we all come. We all come as, as when we first come to Jesus, we've got, we've got lumps and bumps, as Paul said. And we all come together. And there's a place for every one of us in this church that come, everyone who comes through the door, there's a, there's a, there's a, a space that's exactly the shape that fits your lumps and bumps and all your broken bits. I am Christ's ambassador that I might bring others into harmony with him. You are Christ's ambassador that you might bring others into harmony with him. Seek first his kingdom his righteousness and then everything else will be added to you the Lord says be prepared to pray for one another love one another and work together as a team for my kingdom I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit not a brute strength but a glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in and I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love you'll be able to take in, with all the followers of Jesus, the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Be still 
and know that I am God. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about we do not about what we do not see. Breathe on us, breath of God. Fill us with life in you, that we may love what thou dost love and do what thou wouldst do. Let this hope, hope burst forth within you, releasing, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them and eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. Those that wait upon the Lord shall walk on and not grow faint, shall march on and not grow weary. Hallelujah. Okay, well, praise God. Those that you can make Thursday, see you on Thursday. Uh, Otherwise, we'll see one another when we see one another around this building. Enjoy a cup of coffee. And uh, did the offering get round? (laughs) Praise God. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.